welcome to the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a daily show to equip, inform, and inspire educators to teach with less reliance on the textbook through technology, creativity, and innovation. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Let's get started. Hey friends, it's good to be with you here on the Ditch That Textbook podcast. We're coming back from a little bit of a break, a little bit of a hiatus, and I'd like to say that it was a planned hiatus, that I you know, planned to go away for about a month and recharge and get interviews together for you and all of that stuff, but I'm going to be real with you, it wasn't exactly that. It was one of those things where life got crazy and busy with the kids and all of that stuff, and uh, things just uh, sort of didn't didn't get put out the way that, that I had hoped. And then, you know, once you build a week of that, then it's like, you know, hard to get back into the swing of things. And I don't know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that'll think, oh, you know, it's been two weeks. Oh, it's been so long. Oh, I'll go do something else. And I just keep like pushing it off because it's something that I don't want to confront, I think. So anyway, um, full transparency here. There, um, It wasn't totally planned, but... I'm back and I've got some really good interviews uh, from some of the conferences I've been to, including the ISTE conference uh, in Chicago. And I know that um, you know there, there's lots of really good takeaways there. Some of those episodes are going to have some background noise, so if it's too much for you, then feel free to go ahead and skip past those and we'll get back to some of the regular episodes going forward. So anyway, hope you enjoy this one. This is one actually before the ISTE conference with Jake Miller, who... Well, I'll let Jake introduce himself to you. So I know you're going to love this one. It's a little longer than usual, but but you'll love it. So anyway, hope you enjoy it. Glad to be back. This is episode 75 of the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network, coming to you today from the Ditch That Textbook world headquarters in my house, in my office. And um, I get the distinct privilege and pleasure of bringing you Jake Miller today. Now, Jake and I were just at the lead conference up by uh, Cleveland and um, we're presenting to some fantastic educators there. And we're, we were talking a little bit about this one thing. If you follow uh, Jake on Twitter, you probably know that he creates these amazing animated GIFs, GIFs or GIF. Which camp are you in on that, Jake? Are you a GIF person or are you a GIF person? I, I'm GIF for sure. It's like a gift, right? It's a GIF. G Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Good. I, I we can continue on. Yeah. Okay. We can continue on with this this interview. Then that's good because we're both in Camp Gift. So, and <laughs> if you're not, then hopefully you haven't totally turned us off yet. But right. um, Jake takes these these great ideas of things that you could do um, with technology. A lot of them are, are with Google tools, but they're not all. I don't think. And he he boils them down to these little short animated GIF files. Uh, and shares them on Twitter, and I love them. And um, I know a lot of people. A lot of people talk to you about these, don't they? Don't they, Jake? Oh yeah, totally. I, I get at a conference, they'll be like, "Are you the gift guy?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so, look, I, I gave a little bit of a, a teaser about what they were. Can you tell people just in a brief nutshell what animated gifs or gifs are? Yeah, so so gifs are like halfway between a picture and a video. They're they're technically an image file. Um, but they're, they're more like a video because there's motion on them. Now, what they're missing that keeps them from being a video is actual audio. So it's, it's just normally like a 20 to 40 second long uh, snippet, and it normally loops, and it's, it's audio free. Um, and so it could be, you know, oftentimes we see them online, and they're, they're parts of movies or TV shows and things like that. 
um, you know, kind of iconic moments and, and silly things. But typically, typically what I'm making are, are like screencasts minus the audio. Wow. And you can make those. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, um, so, so you've started creating them and probably have gone, I bet you've probably had an evolution of like making really, really basic ones up to the, the really cool ones that we see on Twitter. So, um, what, if people wanted to actually use these, what are some, some useful ways? Like why, why would you want to use them? Well, so it started, it started for me because, um, you know, as, as a classroom teacher, I was in the classroom for 12 years before becoming a tech coach. Um, I was sending out videos to my students to watch, whether they were about content or they were instructions for a project they were doing. Uh, and I was finding that the students weren't watching them, um, which is a problematic in like a flipped or, or blended classroom or in a hyperdox classroom. Um, so what I had to start using was, at that point, I used Zaption, but nowadays I'd use Edpuzzle to kind of ensure that the kids were watching them, which is a good strategy for that, but you don't want to have to use a compliance-based model to, to make sure your kids are, are, are getting the content. Right, yeah. Um, and then once I moved into the tech coach role and, and transitioned to where I was sharing with teachers, I found that I was recording these screencasts and the teachers weren't watching them, whether they were teachers I worked with or teachers out there on Twitter. You know, I'd go back to the YouTube video a week later and have like seven views. Right. Um, and I realized, you know, it's not their problem. It's my problem. The, I, my audience has limited time. And if they've got to click on something and, and put their headphones in, they've got to really want to watch it. So I had to find a way to, to get in front of them a little bit quicker and a little bit easier. Uh, and, you know, GIFs start playing without them having hit play. They don't have to put in their headphones. They don't have to get into a quiet spot. Uh, and they're only, you know, less than a minute long. And then they loop yeah. if they need to see it again. So it's kind of perfect yeah. for the audience's attention span. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so where we are right now, there's two directions that I my, my brain wants to go with this. And one is, um, like, what are some of the different tools that you can, like, how can you actually make these? And then... Like what? How could you actually use these in the classroom with students? So let's let's maybe start with the tools because there are some pretty basic entry level. Like I've never done this before, but I want to try it. Type of tools, and then it gets it can even get pretty like complicated where you can make some really really complex cool ones, right? Yeah, totally. So so if you're if you're just starting out and you want to try it out for free, uh, it kind of depends on which which thing you're trying to do. If you're trying to show a screencast. Uh, of what's happening on your computer, then you probably want to use like um, Gaiazo or Giazo. It's G-Y-A-Z-O. Seems to be the most common free one. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's also Chrome Capture out there um, that, I, that I, I've, I've found to be a little bit um, buggy. But but th those are out there for free to try to make screencasts. Now, if you're trying to show content, um, oh, and I should also say Giphy Capture, you know, by the company that makes Giphy, their, their Capture one is, is good. It only works on Macs, though. And that's uh, G-I-P-H-Y capture, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if you're trying to show co content, one that I recently became aware of, either through uh, this show or, or the Teacher Tribe show, uh, is Tall Tweets. Um, and Tall Tweets, you take um, a Google Slides presentation and you kind of upload it and it just animates it. So it's almost like a stop motion slides thing and it, and it just turns it into a GIF. So that's nice for showing content. It could be like screenshots too. Um, now, if you're looking to get a little bit uh, more detailed with what you're making. Um, this the premium version of Screencastify, uh, which is relatively inexpensive, allows you to make them. And then Snagit, which is a tool from TechSmith, um, also allows you to make gifts. And I think that's about thirty dollars for, for the. Yeah, I love Snagit. Yeah, yeah, that one's a good one. Now, what I what I use though is Camtasia, and Camtasia is kind of the you know the Cadillac of of screencasting programs, and I'm I'm in love with Camtasia. I, I think if you use it enough, it's worth the price. But it is it is more expensive than the others. 
Um, and Camtasia is nice because I, I can record my screen and then I can go back in and change the speed of different elements. I can zoom into certain parts. I can add annotations. I could cut out parts that were, were not essential to the video to get really to the meat of what I'm trying to show in the GIF. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There are, there are lots of, lots of options out there. That's great. I mean, going from free to, I just looked up the pricing, the regular pricing for Camtasia is $169, but I know there's also educator pricing, which would bring that down some too, but um, yeah, those are, those are great. So yeah, let's go to that next spot that I wanted to touch on is how can you use this with students? Cause I'm, I'm sure that there's lots of potential here. Yeah. So, so I think the main way that I see them getting used and I hear from people, Hey, I used your GIF in this way, Jake, um, or I started making GIFs now because of you and I use them in this way, um, is in hyperdocs. So, so in hyperdocs and, and sometimes I think typically in a hyperdoc, it's them using it to say, okay, your, your next step is to go and, you know, create something in this software, or this program, or this website, and here's a really quick view of how you do it. And so they'll, they'll put in that GIF so the students can really quickly see what they're expected to do. Um, mm -hmm. So that's more like demonstrating processes. Now, the other option is actually communicating content. You know, so, so one way to do that is to create some like Google Slides. I, I call them stop motion slides that where it evolves from slide one to slide whatever, 50, and shows an actual process. Maybe it's like I, I know you use the example of like a battlefield and how the, the troops moved in a battle. I often, my brain tends to go to science. So maybe it's showing cell mitosis um, mm -hmm. and then take, take that and either screen capture that while you click through it or go to um, like tall tweets that we mentioned earlier and turn it into a GIF. Yeah, um, yeah. Now the yeah, other option right. are just those just those YouTube videos that you like to show in class, but you can't get the kid to watch the whole twelve minute long Bill Nye excerpt that you want them to see. Mm -hmm. And use um, GIFIT, which is a free uh, Chrome extension, G I F I T, um, that lets you pull excerpts out of a YouTube video. So you could say, I want to pull from minute two thirty five to minute two fifty five and make that a GIF. And it just downloads that GIF for you. And it, obviously, it doesn't take the audio with it. Um, but then you get a little, little snippet of that video to show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are so, that's such good stuff. Okay, so one more thing I wanted to touch on real quick is that um, I've noticed that, A, people ask you about this a lot on Twitter because I see it. And um, B, I've noticed that you've, um, you've given them sort of a complete option for learning more about how to make these themselves if they want to, right? Yeah. So, you know, with, as an educator with my free time this summer, I'm, I'm taking it upon myself to have a Camtasia course, an online course. I'm going to run it through Google Classroom. So we can kind of have a community of makers of the different people that are doing this. Uh, and people can find out more about that course at my website, which is uh, jakemiller.net. Uh, and if you do jakemiller.net slash Camtasia course, it'll take you right to the details about that that class to learn how to use Camtasia and to end up creating gifts. Awesome. Wow, that would be that 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 sounds so cool. All right, Jake, this has been such an info-packed, like idea-packed episode. This has been amazing. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Matt. Thanks for listening to the Ditch That Textbook podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love it, be sure to leave a review and rating on iTunes to help others find the show. Thanks for listening and happy ditching.